On today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, I got a chance to talk with Akiva Perel from Creative Capital. We had a great conversation all about different ways that you can fund your e-commerce brand. And one way that their company has a very, very interesting, unique selling proposition, and it harkens back all the way to the days of the infomercial. I think you guys are going to love this. Before we begin, I wanted to let you know something super exciting. We have rebranded our podcast to be the Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand Podcast. We're so excited about this because we want to bring you the most amazing content when it comes to your e-commerce business. We want to help you scale. All of that being said, we have an amazing resource that we want to share with you. It's calculators, marketing calculators to figure out how much you can afford to spend on your marketing. We've got three different calculators on the website. So go to mindfulmarketing.co slash marketing-calculator. Now, on to today's episode. And we are live. Akiva Perel from Creative Capital. Welcome to Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. Jordan West, thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. I've got you here all the way from Israel. So It's dark. It's yeah. right there. It's totally. dark here. <laughs> I'm just like barely starting my day right now and, and you're in nighttime mode here. So this is it's good. All good. And we it's have awesome. trees that light up. The trees light up here. Not everybody knows that, but they do. So it's like the tree light back there. So it's all good. That's so cool. You That's can't great. see the light up tree? It's all good. Yeah, I can, I can totally see the light up tree. Yeah. Hey, so tell, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Okay, so I'm Akiva Prell, and I'm the founder of uh, Creative Capital. There's two words in Creative Capital. One is creative, and the other one is capital. And we have both, hopefully, uh, in good supply. Um, on the capital side, certainly uh, unlimited capital. And so um, for many, many years, we've been a creative agency doing uh, creative strategy, writing ads, Facebook ads, everything for e-commerce and other companies and we specialize in video we produce about 30 videos a week or more sometimes um but throughout the throughout the agency years we discovered there are some some holes some needs in the marketplace and uh, that's what led us to creative capital that's a teaser cool cool that's awesome so tell me a little bit about your backstory you're originally from toronto and now you're in israel how, how did all of that happen and and how does that kind of work into your story Sure. Well, back in Toronto, so a long, long time ago, I got into marketing as a very young person uh, by launching and running mega nightclubs in Toronto. So I was kind of king of Toronto nightclub marketing for many years. Um, so did you have your own like like up. agency marketing nightclubs? Is that is that what it was? No, no. So I had a job job back then. I was the director of marketing for the biggest nightclub organization in Toronto. And I was responsible for filling up several nightclubs with tens of thousands of people every week and throwing different parties every night. And in order to do that, I had to teach myself Photoshop, how to design, how to make flyers, how to hire flyer teams, how to do radio ads, how yeah. to do everything, just fill up and have parties and all stuff. And then after that, I got bored because I got to the top of that and there was nowhere to go. And so what, what I was got this into... Event? What year was this? Yeah. This was a long time ago. This I can't remember. I think it was like a 1990, middle, mid-1990s. Okay. Okay. A long time ago. And then I saw someone who did something genius in marketing. He was a politician in Ontario who recast the politician as someone who always keeps his word. 
promise made, promise kept. And I thought that is the, that is the greatest rebranding I've ever seen in my life. And I had to understand it. And so I basically camped out in front of this political office for, took me a year to get in, but I eventually got in. I went from the top of one world to literally the bottom of the political world. I was a photocopy boy. I was in the nightclub world. Beer companies were flying me around the world. It was just everything you ever wanted was at your hands. And then I was a photocopy boy, older than everyone in the office, sitting at a desk in the hallway because there wasn't any space for me. And then I just worked my way up and became a speechwriter and a mark. And I brought that showbiz to politics. And in the middle of all that, um, got very good at outreach marketing, target target marketing. This is way before digital marketing. Yeah. Um, we, we got into targeted, digital, accountable, measurable marketing a long time ago. We met somebody who cracked the census code, and we were able to target in ways that uh, even the largest companies like Procter & Gamble couldn't, and we were doing it in politics. And every single vote was a measurable measure of your success. So before mm. there was metrics on Facebook, there was metrics of both. So we were accountable, we were targeting, we were micro-targeting by interest and personas, and I got good at that. One of the things I got good at was um, was voter outreach to different groups, different religions, and one of them was Jewish, and I was called over to Israel back in 2008, and I worked on the prime minister's uh, election in 2008. I've been called around the world. I've worked on about 300 campaigns around the world. I did the last two U.S. presidential elections. So when it comes to creative and strategic, I, I get brought around the world to, to help and to advise and to actually create. And I fell in love with Israel and I fell in love with my wife who's here and uh, we're raising a family. That's awesome. That's great. So interesting shift then. I mean, like huge shifts over your, your, the years, right? Like first going from the nightclubs to politics to what does it look like now? Like, like how are you helping um, particularly e-commerce store owners? For sure. So there is a common thread and that is, it even goes back to the days before nightclubs when I was a DJ. We move people. You have an agency. Your job is to move people, to, to touch their hearts, to touch their minds, to move them along a journey, a sales journey from a non-customer to a customer, from not knowing you to knowing you. It works for, for moving people with emotional stories. It works for moving people with brands. Every brand has a story. Yeah. Everybody watching this has a story, a personal story, a company story. They're selling a story. And hopefully everybody who's watching or listening to this has something to offer, something to give, something to give back. They want to bring their story to people and bring people to their story. And so it's, it's if you just pull the camera back and say, like um, Edward de Bono says, what am I besides what I am? This matrix, this skill set is applicable to e-commerce and and. It's something that when digital marketing came along, and I think uh, you and I were both there when it began, we saw this great opportunity to really take what we know and you make clothes, you know, and, and how to sell online. You learn that. And with e-commerce, I see it as a really uh, nascent moment of opportunity where there's just so much opportunity. There's so much opportunity for people to know what they're doing yeah. and you apply the right creative and the right capital we're going to look back at this time as the golden age, just like I look back at all the uh, dot-com, you know, bubbles that came along that I totally. didn't hop on. 
I'm hopping on this baby and I'm not letting it go. So yeah, yeah, I'm 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 totally with you right now. Um, so talk about how you guys are solving capital. There's so many different companies right now popping up um, offering capital. Um, what do you guys do that's a little bit different on on that side? For sure, and, and we know all the big names out there. And, and by the way, there weren't all the big names out there a year ago. No, years ago. no, they just keep popping right? up. I yeah, it's just, like. Yeah. I mean, on our side, I've told you we're partners with ClearBank. Um, yeah. uh, great guys to work with. And there's, I mean, many that are just reaching out to us all the time because it's the perfect synergy between agencies, right? Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For um, sure. And I, I love ClearBank. I love what they're doing. I, I love the problem they're solving. And, you know, I'm, I'm a bit embarrassed to admit that we've been building this for a while. And when we started building it, we want to build it right because uh, we have a lot of capital to take care of. So we noticed as an agency that there's a capital problem. Um, not a lot of people can really spend 10, 20, 30, 50, $120,000 on a single video with us, even though we feel that we're worth it and we know that we're worth it and we can generate millions of dollars for you and it's a Hollywood production, it's all great. You know, not every e-commerce company or company can really get their heads around spending that much money um, just on the marketing materials that we know that we're worth. We're a higher end agency. And then even if you get that far, um, not every company or e-commerce company can really get their heads around spending $100,000 a month on deploying a Facebook ad campaign. Yeah. To some people, $100,000 a month is a lot of money. Um, even if you're a great company making a lot of money, this didn't exist 10 or 15 years ago. And the idea of you know, spending that much money per month is strange and going to 200000 so in that space, we enter and, and, and I say, okay, um, because of the work that I've done around the world in politics and, and around a lot of very high net worth individuals, I started to force myself and train myself to think more like a billionaire and less like an agency guy. And totally. To learn totally different things. thoughts, totally eh? <laughs> different, it's completely different thoughts. And it's the intelligent, strategic deployment of capital. And that's, that's not something that most of us wake up every day going, hmm, I wonder how I can deploy my millions and hundreds of millions and even billions of dollars today in the most intelligent, useful way. Yeah, yeah. We, we, don't, we don't do that. But I started to think that way. And one of the ways is this problem of capital in e-commerce. And I saw a giant opportunity. There's other companies that saw giant opportunities. When we first started this, it was really just us and ClearBank. Here's how we're different than ClearBank. ClearBank is a bank. Their name has the word bank in it. And we are creative capital. And we have creative and capital. We start with creative, but you add unlimited capital. We have access to unlimited capital. And when I say unlimited, I mean unlimited. So we make different decisions when you have unlimited capital. So here's the model that we came up with. Uh, we're not going to loan you the money for your Facebook ad spend. And we're not going to hope that you're going to pay us what we're worth. Um, we're going to make your ad campaign. We're going to come up with it. First of all, just coming up with your campaign, downloading your company, internalizing exactly who you are and your audience and coming up with the perfect campaign for you and yeah. then writing it and creating it and then producing it at the highest levels, at the right levels for you online and then deploying it online with our capital. So we'll come up with your campaign, we'll create your campaign and we'll deploy it with our money starting at $100,000 a month minimum, preferably going up from there, $200,000, $300,000, whatever, 
Totally. And for the, for the customer, for the e-commerce company, um, it's free money. It's absolutely free money. Now, there's obviously some hitches. Now, here's the difference with ClearBank. ClearBank will loan you the money, and then you've got to pay them back. Here's what the bank will do. They'll loan you money. They've got to pay them back. Here's, a, here's what a VC fund will do. They'll give you the money, but they, they, they take a piece. Yeah. We're none of that. We are going to create your campaign, and we're going to believe in you and your company so much. We're going to believe in our campaign so much. We're going to spend our money deploying our campaign for you to sell your products. So and you guys must have to... You, you must have to do quite a bit of research then, hey, with, with these kind of companies. Like, you're not going to just work with any e-commerce company out there. Like, what, what are the sort of stipulations that you're looking for when you're looking for? Because this sounds more like, a, like somebody that you're partnering with, right? Yeah, it's, it's a long-term relationship, and we don't take this lightly. We, we, these take a long time to set up, and we have to do a deep dive with your company. We want to be with you forever. We want to make a lot of money together for a long time. So we do a lot of due diligence and that's the number one thing for us is the due diligence. So you have to be, it's all on our website, the criteria, but uh, you have to be a great company. You have to be in business, hopefully for about five years. Uh, we've got to look at your financials, uh, but in a, in a secure way, you know, with NDAs and all that stuff, we just got to know everything's good. We got to know that you can ship. We got to know if we, if we throw a fire hose of new orders and money and business your way that you've got to be able to handle it and scale without breaking because that's a big risk for us. If we put all this money up and we take all this risk and spend all this time on your company, and then we scale you so fast that you break, you know, we've got to make sure your shipping is tight, that your vendor agreements are tight, that your customer service is amazing, and that you're a really great company and good people to work with. It's a long-term relationship. Yeah. So we have those criteria. We want to be with you for a long time. And if all those things check out, uh, we'll come up with a campaign and we'll spend our money and we'll scale it. And um, now, there's, there's no catch. It's free money for you. It's free money for you if you have a 20% or lower cost of goods sold. Gotcha. If you have a 20% a lower cost of goods sold, then this is a giant free bag of money with some other strange people who are taking all the financial risk and all the time risk for you. Every sale that we drive you will be profitable. Um, every sale that we drive to you will be profitable to us too. So, and then on top of that, we only get paid off the first sale. So we're going to spend all this money. We're going to make our money on the first sale, and then we're done. So if we drove a customer to your front door with our $100,000 a month or $200,000 or whatever, all those sales, you're going to make money on every one of those sales. That customer is your customer for life. We only make money off the first sale. So if you want to sell them further widgets, more products, more SKUs, they're yours forever. By all means, enjoy. Yeah. And then you get the extra benefit of um, $100,000 of our money, Give me brand lift every month. Totally. So, seems, so like a, seems like a win. Akiva, who does this work for? Like, like, can you can you think of a specific type of company that this would be like absolutely killer for? Like, call them up, get the money, let's get this going. So obviously they have to have a twenty percent um, cost of goods, which I don't know a lot of brands that have that. Um, but I think that there's some out there. I mean, they're they're definitely out there yeah. who have who yeah. have those kind of markups. Like, what, can, can you tell me about like a specific type of company? So, um, supplements. Yes, um, yes, totally. So, you know, our sweet spot is, is uh, some kind of product that is cheap to make, uh, not, not cheap to make, but you know, to, to, it might seem rare to you to have a 20% cost of goods sold or lower, but in the world that we're swimming in, it seems like it's a normal thing. Um, so if you have a, a, a 
20% cost of goods sold or lower. Um, you're not going to get rich off every sale, but you're going to get free customers, free customer acquisition, every sale will be profitable. Um, supplements are really good for us. Um, and they're also really good for the supplement company because uh, we'll sell one thing, but you probably got other things to sell. Um, yeah, also, we're a subscription. Um, subscriptions, aftermarket, anything for popular vehicles or products. Um, you know, I'm not going to sell you a, a truck, but I'm going to sell you a truck um, light or a hitch or something yeah. like that. Um, I know how to uh, target that audience. Here's a Bafo sector um, information product experts. Someone's selling, uh, right? The cost of goods sold on that is close to zero, and this is a gonzo gangbusters great deal for you. But really, it's it's any product um, that's you know sells something, and you have a cost of goods sold of twenty percent or lower, and um, and you have to meet those other criteria. You have to be able to scale with us. You have to know what you're doing. You have to be good people to work with. A really solid company. It helps if it's a really great product, you know, because we can pick and choose. It's our money. We want to really fall in love with you and your company, and uh, and you got to have great customer service. Great customer service. That's awesome. That's awesome. Super interesting. Uh, like your name says it all. Creative capital. <laughs> it's totally something I wouldn't have thought of this this funding method before. Um, before we were talking, uh, before we were actually recording the podcast, you were telling me it was kind of similar to a different, um, like a, it's kind of a, a bit of a throwback funding method. Can you explain that? Yeah, absolutely. So this, um, when we first set out and I said, okay, I've identified the problem. I don't know what the solution is yet. And I reached out to other models that have done something similar to solve this problem. And it took us to infomercials. Um, you're a bit younger than me, but uh, in a long time ago, there was this thing called television. And television. <laughs> we all we time, all remember, I think. <laughs> I think. And there was this 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 thing called airtime, and it was a finite, incredibly valuable thing called airtime. And uh, I came up on Tony Robbins. I've been doing Tony Robbins stuff for um, coming up on thirty years. And I was very blessed and honored to have uh, Tony Robbins actually contribute a chapter to a book that I wrote. I love the man. He's oh, that's awesome. And, and he started out in infomercials. Now, when Tony Robbins wanted, had this amazing gift to give to the world, Tony was Tony. He knew how to stand in front of a crowd and give and give tremendous value to people. But he wasn't a video producer and he didn't have his own television network. So the infomercial model was as follows. We are a television station. We have this incredibly valuable asset called airtime that you don't have and we have. We usually sell it in chunks of 30 seconds and we sell it for a lot of money. And most of us television stations have these production facilities. So along comes a guy like Tony Robbins and says, I've got this great idea, I've got this great product, they're on cassettes, remember cassettes? Mm -hmm. And um, his cost of goods sold was really low, lower than 20% obviously because the model of infomercials was our model. Yeah. The house takes, the house puts up all the risk, the house puts up all the risks, the house puts up all the production, the house puts up all the assets and all the value. For them, it was the, the, the in-kind monetary value of a half an hour of television airtime. For us, it's actually hard cash paid out of our pockets to Mr. and Mrs. Facebook on your behalf. And we're just buying airtime. It's the same thing. And the split for, for infomercials was what we modeled this after, and, and it actually still continues to this day the infomercial model, both on radio and television, and that is 
The house puts up all the money, puts up all the risks, puts up all the creative and all the production. They take 75, you take 25. And if you have a cost of goods sold as 25% or lower, like Tony Robbins did, like every infomercial you've ever seen did, and like some of, you know, some e-commerce people do today and some of our partners, if you have a 20% of cost of goods sold or lower, it's a bag of free money with no risk that comes regularly. Totally. And, and a bag of free, free customers. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 Customer acquisition is zero. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty similar to, uh, kind of margins to, to affiliate marketing too, eh? Like when you're really yeah. like, like during big product launches, um, uh, the commissions will be uh, that high, if not even higher sometimes. Yeah. And, and I guess what's different uh, about us is we're looking for these long-term relationships. You know, we're looking to really fall in love with the brand and get inside it, you know, because for us as, a, as creatives, uh, we always bring our best. I want to do a deep, deep download with your company and really understand it. I have to understand your company and your customer so deeply that I can actually write something that's going to move your audience on an emotional level and move them to become your customer. And right. if I'm going to go through all that work, let's take this ride together and do it long term. And let's yeah. make it really profitable for each other. And that's why we built this. Yeah, super, super interesting. Thanks so much. Um, I'm going to have to ask you the, the question I ask everybody. Uh, what's your secret to scaling? Secret to scaling. So the secret to scaling is, and by the way, I've learned a lot from you, and I want to thank you for your podcast and your continued great work. You offer a tremendous amount of value to all of us out here, so thank you. Thanks. Um, if I could offer um, a bit of advice, um, if you are not currently surrounded by and working with uh, billionaires. Um, try to think like one, even a little bit, the next time you have a problem come up. If you want to scale, do everything you can to separate your time from money because as valuable and impressive as money is to some people, money is more valuable. You know, we have kids. Uh, sorry, time is more valuable. We have kids and, and time is the only resource that you can never get more of. You can always make more money. You can always work hard, but you can never get more time so do whatever you can to separate time from money. Creative capital is how we've done it, how we've done it. And um, in your own lives, really look for those opportunities to separate time from money and spend your time where it counts. Mm, that's good, man. That's really good stuff. I feel like a lot of people do, do really need to hear that, that uh, yeah, time is your most valuable asset. And, and also the, the being around um, people, like if you want to scale, be around those kind of people. Right? Like, yeah. As Tony Robbins says, you know, you become the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And to that end, I thank you for spending this time with me. Um, <laughs> thank you. Uh, well, it was really great to have you on. Can you um, tell people how they can um, get a hold of you and, and find out a little bit more about Creative Capital and, and just about what, what you have going on? For sure. So um, if you go uh, check us out on LinkedIn, just check me out, Akiva Prell, A K I. V-A, last name is P-R-E-L-L. Just uh, tell, me you, tell me that you heard me on the podcast and do a, do a friend request over there on LinkedIn. Um, and if you want to find us on the web at um, A-G-N-C group, A-G-N-C group.com slash creative capital. Creative capital. Awesome. What a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much. Um, I feel like this is going to give people a lot to think about and digest and think of um, creative sort of ways that they can grow um, that 
aren't the normal. I feel like for a lot of people, ClearBank was already this massive, like, what, I can do that? <laughs> and, and now this is even like well beyond, well beyond. So I really, really thank you for your time. And um, yeah, I think people are going to get a ton out of this. Thank you so much, Jordan. Keep up the great work. Thanks. Before we end, we just wanted to ask a couple of favors from you. If you enjoyed this podcast, can you please share it with your friends and leave us a rating, especially on Apple Podcasts? That would really help. Also, we have an amazing new free resource for you guys. It's marketing calculators. It'll help you figure out what your break-even return on ad spend is and more. So go to mindfulmarketing.co slash marketing dash calculator to find out more. Have a great week.